You look like you were about to sneeze. I was preparing. <laughs> okay. For my... <laughs> Hi. Hello. How do you do? I am not bad. I'm a little toasty today. Yeah, it was a scorcher. Got up to like 69. Yeah, but like a week, week and a half ago, it was what? Snowing? snowing. Yeah. So I'll take it. Right. I don't mind it. We got hit by the polar vortex. In fucking May. Yep. We usually get hit by the polar vortex in like January, February. That's some bullshit, isn't it? That is bullshit. Bull pucky. I remember the first year that I moved here. It and you snowed- realized you made a mistake. Oh, yeah. No, I knew that when we were looking at houses. Yep. Dreary, eerie, and it made sure I knew that when we were looking at houses. Um, but no, the first year that my family had moved here, it snowed in like the first week of October. And then it continued snowing all the way through the first week of May. And I was like, what the fuck is this place? <laughs> Why I don't like it. I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to Erie. All right. That was great. If you ever think about coming, don't. Especially now because our beach is all fucked up. So Yeah, it's sad. It looks It's sad going down there, seeing it. I don't think that's really going to stop people because it's really... It's really only that one beach that's really, like, destroyed. No, no, no. Those beaches are pretty gone. They usually extend much further out. But not to the point where it's inaccessible. Uh, you know what Some I'm of them are, though. That one, you're right. What what beach is that? Six. Is it? It's the one with the... Uh, Boardwalk? The playground. Yeah. The playground? Okay. Yeah, that's gone. But like Kite Beach, those are fine. Yeah. I mean, that's on the that's more like Bayside, mm-hmm. too. But ish. No, it's kind of it's just well, the end of the peninsula, right? So, to those of you who don't know what we're talking about, in Erie, we have um, it's more no- known as the North Shore up on uh, Lake Erie. We live right on the lake here, which is really nice. And we have the peninsula, also known as Presque Isle, which is like this finger thing that sticks out in the lake and it has beautiful beaches and it's a great place to visit during the summer we get what hundreds of thousands or millions of visitors every summer yeah so they they do um beach replenishment each year but normally during the winter lake erie freezes over so apparently that's really really important for protecting the lake shore and what happened this year was it was way too warm of a winter the lake didn't freeze, and Presque Isle basically flooded and got demolished. It's pr- It was pretty bad. It's sad. Yeah, and they spent, what, like a couple million on oh, putting yeah. that boardwalk in the handicap accessible um, walkway in. And, and the and very the next beach, year. And the beach is eroding underneath it. That's why you don't freaking build on sand. I'm sorry. That was a stupid idea to begin with. They built on well, sand. They did, didn't put rocks underneath of it or anything. They did. Didn't you see it? That's what they put under after. That's what they added. I don't think so. It looked like it those been well new. established. Those are new. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. That's what's going on around here. Super mm. hot. For Erie anyway. muggy. Yeah, it is muggy. What are you drinking? You drinking more of your, is it Victory? No. This is Voodoo. This one's called Grand Met. Grand what? Met. Met? Like me. Met. M-E-T. Okay. Grand Met. I thought it was like a meh. It's okay. 
It's kind of weird. Look at it. It is a little weird. I got a sampler pack. This one's a Belgian style ale. Do you like it? It's not bad. I don't know the difference between beers. Like I can tell the difference between like an IPA and like a Miller, but between like IPAs, I think a Belgian style ale is different than an IPA. Yeah, I think so, but I I really don't know. I'm not a beer drinker. One's from Indiana or India, not India. Yeah, IPA Indiana India Pale pay, Ale. India Pale Ale. Is it in India? Yeah, it's not Indiana. I need to Google this. I'll look it up on my phone. Okay. Well, I'm drinking another Dark Horse tonight. Shouts out, Callie. I'm drinking a Dark Horse Chardonnay. It's okay. It's a little sweet for me. It's a white. You demolished half the bottle last night. Well, once you get no going into it, it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> like most alcohols, you get past the first few sips and you don't really taste the rest of it. It's India. I told you. That's what I said. No, you said Indiana. When you go back and listen to it, you'll... Yeah, I'll be right, like usual. No. Uh-huh. Your day will come, Missy. Don't you know that biologists don't use the metric system? Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's common sense. They use the one Mississippi system? I think that's the best system that was ever invented. It's so accurate. And the knuckle to tip is one inch system? That would not work for me. <laughs> me and my teeny tiny fingers. Uh-huh. Dude, it is hot as balls in here. Really? Aren't you hot? I'm chilling. Oh. I also ate a whole blizzard. That was gross. I don't know how you eat that whole It's thing. not gross. It's, it's just so much. Dude. Big I big W crashed. when big W when he was eating his ice cream cone. <laughs> it's just dripping everywhere. Uh-huh. And he's trying to avoid it. He doesn't know how to eat an ice cream cone. That was hysterical. How do you eat an ice cream cone that badly? It's like he's never eaten one before. Right. Like you have to lick at the bottom and then you get a few bites from the top or licks from the top and then you go back at the bottom. Right. To keep it from dripping everywhere. He just let the thing run down his arm. It's like you're going to lose sprinkles, dude. (laughs) He's eight. Yeah. (laughs) What eight-year-old eats their ice cream like that? This summer we got some work to do. Yeah. We need to teach him how to eat ice cream cones, and we need to teach him how to ride a bike without training wheels. I know. He hasn't had much opportunity to do that. That's not his fault. But come on, the ice cream cone, that's just like, what are you doing? Because he's had plenty of opportunity. For that? Oh, yeah. You did crash after that. You really hit my stomach. Huh? I hit my stomach. I couldn't believe how fast you fell asleep. You lay down on the floor upstairs and you were just out snoring. Was I snoring? Yeah. And then Otto was right next to you and he was snoring too. The two of you just passed out together while <laughs> the kids boy. are running a freaking muck. Don't you wish you had that skill? I do. I cannot do that. I, I cannot pass out like that. My brain, the second I, I could be completely fucking exhausted, but the second I lay down, my brain's like, hey, there's all the shit that you need to remember to do. Don't forget about that. Are you, aren't you worried about this thing and that? Do you remember that thing you did back in 12th grade? Right. I don't fucking care. You gotta come work with me at the car wash, because apparently that's the, the key. These past few nights, dude, I have knocked the fuck, I don't even remember falling asleep. I hardly remember going upstairs. Apparently we finished the episode of... Um, dead to me. 
Which is also good. I don't yeah, think we've we, talked about that yet. No, we've we, the we, whole Yeah, we series. watched it between the last time we recorded and this time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good move. Good show. But. Yeah, you've been knocking out. I don't sleep well, though. It's because you're Which sleeping literally on top of me. You would I think I would sleep pillow. well. I probably don't sleep well because you knock me off. Yeah. How rude. Get off. Be considerate. Queen size bed. I'm literally like dangling on my side over the edge of the bed because you've taken up the whole thing. And then to top it all off, you roll over on top of me. Literally to top it all off. Yeah. You top it off. You are on top. Literally topping it off. Thanks for the explanation on that joke. You got mad at me for saying literally, so I'm I am mansplaining to you here. Mansplaining, yeah, because that makes sense. It does. All right. <laughs> so what's new with you? Oh, dead to me. That was good. Now we're watching. It's always sunny. We haven't watched anything scary in a little while. No, we have not. I need to do something. I need to watch something scary. Well, Shake Friday. Friday, you get your scary stuff. With Haley? I don't know if we're watching anything. Huh. I don't know yet. I had a thought, but it's gone. It's been a long day. Oh, yeah. That's my thought. I have so much fucking shit to do. That's what my thought is. Mm-hmm. Now with the... Just everything in grad school. The the grant that I'm working on. The thesis introduction. The research. Another paper I have to write up. Oh, my goodness. It's so much... Nobody else cares. I fucking care. It's a lot of writing. I can't read any more scientific papers. I feel like my brain has turned to sludge. They're supposed to make you smarter and better at writing, but the more that I read them, the more that my brain just goes, I can't do this. We're going to get a cast for your brain. Yeah. Do they make those? Or at least start wearing like nose plugs and ear plugs so it doesn't fall out at night. Can you just do what the ancient Egyptians used to do for mummification where they stick the hook up there and then they just like turn it into a slush and then let it drain out? I feel like that would be better. Did they drink it? No, they didn't fucking drink it. No, they used the hook and they'd pull the brain out through the nose. That's stupid. Why? Because it is. They pulled out all the organs so that they wouldn't rot the body. How are you going to get the brain out without cutting the body open? They didn't do that. Not the head, anyway. You could just knock a little piece of the back of the head out. Because they lay on their backs anyway, so nobody would know. They might be a little pissed off in the afterlife when they're walking around and the wind's whistling over the hole in their head. (laughs) Well, I'm sure they don't understand. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) That cracked me the fuck up. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, it's good so- that you make yourself so happy. <laughs> mm. So, speaking of all those wrappings, I have uh, some weird facts for you about underwear. Ooh. You like my segue there? Yes. Mommy's underwear. Uh-huh. Trying to get unwrapping later. Yeah, you're trying to do that every night. All right, so weird facts about underwear. I don't know why. It was just something I felt like looking up, and I thought this would be funny. 10-year-old Jack Singer of New York wore 215 pairs of underwear simultaneously on June 13th of 2010. He broke the previous record of 200 pairs. Why? He's not having kids. Why? How? Dude, how big did that last pair of underwear have Right, that's what I'm thinking. He was wearing full-grown... To get over the rest of them. 
my 600 pound life underwear by the end of that. <laughs> like, how do you even? What parent? Like, how does that conversation even come up? Like, you imagine one of our kids coming up and being like, yo, mom, I want to break the world record for the most pair of underwear ever worn. And I want you to buy 215 pairs of underwear for me. Yeah. Like, did he layer it with thongs? Did it start off with some briefs in his own normal size? And then he went up and then, like, in thongs between each be was good. a thong? Because that counts as underwear. Right, but it's but not then it so doesn't much add material. To the bulk. Yeah. That's how I would do it personally. I wonder if they had to stay within gender. I doubt it. It's underwear. I, don't, I just don't. Being the parent that has to go out and buy 215 fucking pairs of underwear in all these different sizes. just Could you imagine going through the checkout with this shit? Let's hope they had the automated <laughs> checkout, the self-checkout. They just, they just went to Walmart and bought Walmart out of the Probably, underwear. Holy shit. A 2008 survey revealed that 9% of men in America have underwear that is at least 10 years old, which is nasty. 15% own underwear that is between 5 and 9 years old. I think five is not that weird. It's probably about the end of the life cycle for a pair of underpants. But for the fact that that, that that men have underwear that is 10 years old, how does it even last that long? Y'all have your hands up your ass crack and in your junk all the time. You wear That's holes in that shit. That's why it lasts so long. No. Yep. No. Yep. What do you think? Like it builds in some kind of barrier for your butt it crack? It does. Yeah. Trust me. I'm a man. I just if you have ten year old underwear, I'm sure please it's go not just throw men. it out. I'm sure there's plenty of women who have the same underwear. I And that's uh, rubbing on your booty hole. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There are reasons that ours might get damaged at an earlier rate or earlier time. Yeah. Some early American settlers had themselves sewn into their underwear for the winter. They did this because it was easier than having to button a whole bunch of buttons but it also meant that they didn't bathe until spring fucking how do you that's gangster is that why they had the little buttons on the back so they could poop but how do you pee if you're sewn into your underpants do you just wet yourself maybe they had really big dicks and they just wrapped it around but what about the women maybe they had really big dicks too you may have a point maybe there's something we just don't know about early american right. women because it's not like you would be able to find that out from a skeleton. Mm-mm, no. There's no bones in a penis. It's cartilaginous. Yeah. Yeah. You may be uh, onto something. Hey, we have to, we have to dig know, into this a know. little deeper. The Russians are experimenting with bacteria that will eat the worn underwear of astronauts on long space missions. So there's that. Wait. Like for for beneficial reasons? Like, to get rid of the dirty underwear, or these bacteria grow in their underwear, and it's a problem that they're eating them? No, I think they're trying to create the bacteria, maybe to to break down worn underwear, because they can't do laundry, right? And underwear is something that definitely gets dirty. So maybe it eats other bacteria on the underwear, well, or it just eats like the underwear and breaks it down. Chuck them outside. What if that came back into the atmosphere and somehow managed not to burn up and just slams into right. somebody's windshield? Dirty pair or some of some kid's outside playing baseball with his dad. 
catching the ball and get smacked in the face with dirty astronaut underpants. <laughs> Property of Russian space agency. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big old skid mark right. down the middle. Oh, thank you, Russia, for that one. <laughs> the British Army issues antimicrobial underwear that can be worn for three months at a time. No, thank you. Three months. It's antimicrobial. No. Yep. I don't care. That shit's going to get nasty even if it's antimicrobial. Like It's still going to get funky. Your butt crack produces a lot. And this is army, so then it's men's junk. That is not fresh. There's no freshness there. There's Couple no freshness from the end good. of the day. I don't... Uh-uh. Axe. <laughs> Maybe that's how they just need to start fighting wars is they spray axe and then everybody's like, oh, you smell so good. And they just throw themselves at you. Yeah. That's how it works with Are they fighting preteens or something? Yes. Nobody above the age of 15. In their right mind. Yeah, that's how most wars work, right? Huh? That's how most wars work, right? Armies, they're all super young militaries. Yeah. 15 and under makes sense. Right. It's, It's logical. At the right, right. at the 1956 Olympics, this one cracks me the fuck up. I can't even. I already know I'm gonna laugh. At the 1956 Olympics, an Australian student successfully impersonated an Olympic torchbearer, handing the mayor of Sydney a painted chair leg topped with a pair of burning underwear in front of a crowd of thousands. <laughs> That's fucking baller. That's awesome. Do you think his mayor even noticed it? How did nobody notice this? And the mayor's probably like, the fuck? It's probably just the confidence that he walked up there with. And they're like, okay, this guy belongs here. Don't even second think it, you know? Like, I thought that this was really going to be a more impressive torch. This is not really, this is not what I anticipated. (laughs) This is nasty. This is my last one for you. Disney's fucked up. And this is another example of why Disney is fucked up. Until 2001... Disney required employees dressed as characters to share communal underwear. How could you require that? Because it's Disney. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They have their hands in everybody's pockets. They're lining everything. It does, Shout out Disney if you want to line our pockets. Yeah, we'll sponsor you. <laughs> yeah. We'll sponsor you. No, you'll sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, right. We ain't that big yet. This wine already. Yeah, it's no the kidding. heat and the wine, man. Uh-huh. Going to my head. No. Ugh. That just... That's... Like disease all over it, right there. Communal underwear. Do you think Mickey Mouse's ears were precariously placed on those underwear? Ballsack. What? Never mind. That don't make no sense. The ears by the balls. What about them being by the balls? They have to be upside down to look like balls, and even then, they would look like balls that are doing the splits. Did you judging people with split balls? No, I'm sorry for people with split balls. Exactly. So you How do you feel walk if they're stuck Mickey. out like that? You just tuck one to one side and the other. Just tuck it? Yeah. Just tuck it. Maybe just stick one up in your butt crack and walk around like that. No. We're no. not doing that. <laughs> That's too far. So, I think we've had our drinks. Emily's drunk. No, I'm buzzed. I'm sorry. It's the heat. I didn't have that much. I really didn't. I even had a glass. 
Shut up. <laughs> it's not that big of a glass. It's not as big as when I made that coconut rum punch, the double coconut rum punch, and it was too big for a cup, so I had to pour it into the fucking measuring cup. Yeah. Even then, it was a little too <laughs> that big. That was funny. I was proud of that one. Yeah. So, shall we talk about the dead? Yes. Let's talk about the dead. I think you go first, Mr. Beard. I'm going to start meriting you. What? Demeriting. Meriting? Yeah. See, I'm not the only one that's struggling tonight. It wasn't a speech impediment. It was a vocabulary impediment. Vocabulary? Yeah. All right. Go ahead. So. What's our topic? Amusement parks. Woohoo! Speaking of Disney. (laughs) Yeah, right? That's the way to close it out, (laughs) right? Um, So I did Lake Shawnee Amusement Park. It is located in Princeton, West Virginia, along Lake Shawnee. The park opened in 1926 and was in operation for 40 years before closing. All in all, the theme park had seen six deaths before its closing in 1966. The history before the park... Wait, when did it open? Huh? When did it open? 26. And it saw six deaths in 40 years? Yeah. That's a lot for an amusement park. Right. Why would you keep going? Because it's 1926. That's fair. The history before the park's founder was even born may have some insight into why such a joyful place holds much demise. The park is believed to be cursed from from its gory past. The land on which the park was built was home to a large massacre. In the late 1700s, a man by the name of Mitchell Clay bought and established an 800-acre farm with his wife and 14 children. Holy shit. 14 kids? We're going to establish a farm with our 14 children one day. Fuck no. You are going to be doing some adopting. And then you're going to be hiring like 12 nannies because I can't. It's not going to happen. You can. You just have to believe. Fuck you, man. Mercer County had been home to a Native American tribe until about 1783 when European families attempted to settle the area. In the case of the Clays, it started a bloody war, war for land. One day while Mitchell had been out hunting, a tribe of Native Americans had reportedly killed his youngest son, Bartley, a daughter, Tabitha, and the eldest son, Ezekiel, who was kidnapped and burned at the stake. So he came home and found the scalps of the two children. Oh, no. The other one was taken away. Oh, my God. So furious, Mitchell got the help of other settlers and sought vengeance for the slaughter of his family. After laying his children to rest in the ground, he murdered several of the Native Americans. Continuing into the 1920s, the land hadn't seen much other noise. This is when Conley Snitto purchased the clay. What was that name? Try that again. What was it? Conley, Conley Snitto? S-N-I-D-O-W. That, that's a weird name. Snitto? Snitto? Go ahead. I'm, I'm stuck on the name. Yeah. So they purchased the Clay family farm and turned it into an amusement park. He constructed a swing set a Ferris wheel, and added a pond, creating a swimming area and space to canoe. According to local records, the total of six people met an unfortunate end at the amusement park. So it only had two rides and a pond? Yeah. A swing set, a Ferris wheel, and a pond, and six people died? Yeah. The I think it was like also was- like a campground, it seemed like. 
It was a lot of land, but yeah, there was only three things there. Two it doesn't things really, really seem like in a much pond. of an attraction, does it? I don't know. Okay, at least Maybe not by today's then. standards. Right. Yeah, it's not like they really knew how to, or efficiently at least, build eight G roller coasters. Eight G roller coasters. Yeah. Where's the latest eight G roller coaster? I don't know. Somewhere. So there was a young girl. Couldn't find her name anywhere. Who was wearing a pink ruffled dress who had died on the swing set after she hopped on the on the seat, swooping around as a truck had backed up into the path of the circling swings. Oh, is it one of those? It's so it's one of those. It's not like a traditional swing set. It's no. one of those ones that spins kids right. around really fast. Who the fuck is driving the truck backing into a goddamn swing set? I don't know. It's 1920. So the impact killed her, uh, but many say that her death hasn't stopped her from enjoying Lake Shawnee. There was also a young boy left to his own wits by his mother. Just dropped him off for the day. Good parenting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He was found dead in the pond from drowning, having his arms stuck in the drain. The pool was later filled with soil, uh, but people still hear the laughter of the lost child echoing throughout the park. The souls of others are still are still told to attend the hot dog stand. Swings rattle in the still air, and a man sitting in a designated seat of the Ferris wheel keep the park very much alive. After another 20 years, businessman Gaylord White bought the property in hopes of reestablishing the amusement park, but after only three years turned to developing, developing the land for future neighborhoods. Construction crews began to tear up the ground when they uncovered a much deeper and darker past. What they unearthed was bones and Native American artifacts. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, it happens a lot. The amusement park sat atop an ancient burial ground. An archaeological dig in 1988 uncovered circular sediment, settlements and 13 bodies, most of them being children. So I'm wondering if it was just children who didn't make it, and yeah. then that's where they where buried them. Where they buried them. the kids, yeah. yeah. The finds confirmed that the site was a long-time settlement for the Native Americans, possibly describing chanting that regularly occurs at the park that people hear. Experts say that um, there may this may be a, the site of up to 3,000 graves. So the park itself, I have a couple questions. It's called Lake Shawnee, but there, is there any actual lake, or was it the pond that they put in? Lake Shawnee's the town. Or like oh, the county. Oh, oh, okay. I was confused by that. Because I'm like, I don't think there's an actual lake in this. They only talk about a pond. And then, so is this thing still kind of by itself? They never really did develop it? I'll get into it. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. Because if people are having all the experiences, you would think that there's perhaps development that's close by, but not necessarily on top of it. That's disturbing, you mean? Yeah. Like, people are around it. If they're... Well, it's an 800-acre property, so the only ones in the immediate area are, are them. It's 800 acres, and they put up a fucking swing set and a Ferris wheel. Yeah. Maybe he just didn't have money, but he was trying... <laughs> I don't so the White family decided not to continue with the development of their original plan for urban housing. Mm. 
in fear of disturbing and unearthing any mis- any more misfortune. The property has been used for camping and fishing, it still is, as well as ghost tours by appointment, and in October they hold a dark carnival, where you arrive at dusk, so like you get there and the silhouette of the swing set and the Ferris wheel start to pop out, you know. Oh, that's kind of creepy. And they do, um, like, flashlight lit tours of the th- throughout the, the park. three places to look at. Right. Yeah. And Must be a the rest of the 799 tour. acres. <laughs> Here's a tree. Right. Here's another tree. We assume they're probably at least 200 years old. Okay. Most of the hauntings are attributed to the Native Americans who had originally inhabited the land and were laid to rest there. Visitors have reported hearing disembodied voices and what sounds like Indians chanting. Figures of Native Americans have been seen in the park most commonly around the concession stands. Forgot to mention that. There are concession stands. There still are concession stands. Not in operation, but... And the Native Americans are like, hey, I need a hot dog. I've been craving one of these. This is like the traditional food of my people. Yeah. Where the mustard at. Yeah. Don't skimp on the relish. Onions. Gotta have onions. For sure. There's also a ticket booth, so it's pretty legit, you know? Yeah, yeah. There was um, one person who who had went on one of the tours said that they got locked inside of the ticket booth, even though there's no locks on the doors. Wait, why did they go in the ticket booth? Probably just to explore it. But they're on a tour. It's, is everybody going? In? I'm. I have questions here. I have questions. You always have fucking questions. I know. Like, if you're why, on a tour, why couldn't why they go into in? it? I don't know. Are you the only person that's going in there? Did other people go in there? Did they have that kind of problem? Are you just freaking out? Are you claustrophobic? What's going on? Details. It's all in the details. Not really. She got locked inside of a ticket booth that doesn't have locks. Yeah. There you go. Claustrophobia. Does funny shit. Trust me, I know. Prevents you from opening a door. When you get really scared, yeah, it'll freak you the fuck out, man. <laughs> Holy shit, what was that? It was a sneeze. Are you sure? Yes. No, I don't know. So Gaylord claims he can hear the wooden swings creak. He says sometimes the seat will start to move underneath your hand until you feel cold, cold air blowing through the seat. He often feels the little girl's presence. At one point, at one point, he claims the girl told him that she wanted the tractor he was riding. So he got off, and the tractor has remained in that same spot ever since. Is like it he just left it there? Yeah. They really seem to respect this, like, unless they're just really fearful of it. Maybe. In which case, you think they they still live on the property. That's so. an expensive piece of equipment to just leave there, though. Tractor? Yeah. For it our might ghost. have been an old beat-up tractor. Mm. I mean, you go ahead and drive out in Fairview, Gerard. Yeah, but on that kind of acreage? Trucks and tractors and spaceships and stuff just left out in people's and front yards all the time. Speaking of spaceships, I can't wait to do our UFO I episode. Know. You're so excited. I'm so excited. White experiences poltergeist phenomena, such as doors opening and shutting, and lights and televisions turning off by themselves, sometimes in the middle of the night. 
The silhouette of a man is sometimes seen sitting on the old Ferris wheel in the nine o'clock position. According to lore, a man had died falling off the Ferris wheel, but the story had never been verified. Gaylord White II. There's not oh, one, there were but there's two. two. The son of the property owner. Why do parents do these things to their kids? Like, do you love yourself that much that you need to name yeah. your child? Especially when you don't have that great of a name to begin with. Right. I bet you there's no the third. I hope there's no the third. <laughs> there might be. If Gaylord 1 thought it was that great, maybe Gaylord 2 is like, yes, this is absolutely fabulous. Right. Like, bro, slow your roll. <laughs> cool. <laughs> slow your roll. So he said that uh, he's even seen the little girl with her dress soaked in blood. He says that she looked at him, and as long as she looked, he couldn't move. And he's also said that when you get to the middle of the swing set, so it kind of seems like, well, the pictures that, if you look at this place, it's pretty creepy, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything's just rusted and just sits there. It kind of looks like I'm some Chernobyl-type shit. 60 you know? years now. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there was a metal pole or some something like a, you know, the center of, um, what are the horse things? Carousel. Carousel. Maybe like it was something like that, but it's so overgrown with ivy now. It kind of just looks like a tree growing up in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he says, so when you get to the middle, you you feel something warm, and they believe that it's her spirit. So it's it's not just the the White family that report these things. It's a lot of the people that go on the tours or that go for the, uh, in October, they go for that carnival. Mm-hmm. They all claim to experience the same things. Hmm. And it would be it would be kind of hard to believe it because it was uh, what was the one I did last week? Monte Cristo homestead. Yeah, who, the family who um, who bought the the property and then like they made a living off of freaking people out. The tourists part of it. Um. Yeah, when there's economic incentive, right? And there was one thing that I was reading about on there that. There was a couple that had went, um, and they went into this into one of the bedrooms. They went into one of the bedrooms, and there was a cupboard that opened. But then they looked closer and noticed that there was like a mechanism on it to open and close it. Sneaky fuckers! Yeah, that was at this place, Monte Cristo. Oh, Monte, Monte Cristo. Yeah, naughty, naughty! Don't do that shit. You can't play with people like that. Right. Especially if it's in a place where somebody can obviously find it. Yeah, you're going to lose your reputation real fast doing something like that. Yeah, But these people, it doesn't... While they may be somewhat influenced by the the profitability of it, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like that's really what they're aiming for. Because it's not like every day they have ghost tours available. It's by reservation. And then they hold like a carnival once a year. And being the site of... A burial ground could really add some validity that there there might be something going on here. Maybe. I don't know. I When I was a kid, I lived in Newark, Ohio. And Ohio is known for the mound builders. So these were all the Native Americans that would build mounds all right. over the place, right? We had mounds in our town all over. It was really common. 
I do not remember hearing anything growing up and even going back and learning about the mounds and the kind of artifacts and stuff that they would find around it and in it. The mounds were not necessarily burial mounds, but they were late. No, no, no. It's more like um, creating um, kind of like a Stonehenge. It's a place for people to gather where people would come together and markets would be held and celebrations and festivals and stuff. But it was an important part of the Native American culture in that area. Right. Right. But I don't remember hearing anything about ever about there being hauntings that were tied to this stuff. This was a burial ground. And I understand. I understand that. And I said that it's not the same, but it's still, that was important to them. And it was tied very closely to who they were as a people. Their culture. Never mind. Okay. You're just looking at me like you don't get it. I don't get the correlation, but. I'm just saying, I don't know that burial grounds make that big of a difference. I think it's. uh, Well, this place on top of it also has the six kids that died. Right. Have you ever seen the the, the episode of Parks and Rec where Ken Hotate, the Native American guy, goes, there are two things I know about white people. They love Rachel Ray, and they hate curses or something like that. So they, they're scared. It's this, like, Eurocentric point of view of Native American culture that it's going to be cursed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it gets passed down and becomes legend, and there probably is no truth in that whatsoever. I'm not saying that it's because of a curse. I'm saying it's just... And we've talked about it before, when there's that many souls that are laid to rest in one place, if paranormal activity is true, you have a greater likelihood where there's 3,000 dead bodies sitting than you do one. We've talked about it in terms of people who suffered in that place and then died, like Pavalia and Bedlam. Those people suffered and then died in those places. Yeah. Yeah. It's not saying that these people didn't suffer. These people probably lived their lives. If there's 3,000 of them, they probably lived their lives and then were buried there. They're not upset souls. Okay. Either way. 3,000 people. Possibly. Haunted. Haunted, Sean. Confirmed. Confirmed. (laughs) I'm right. I read it. You're wrong. Okay. Well, I I appreciate you sharing Lake Shawnee with me. I I thought I hadn't heard of it before, but I I had, but there was a lot of it that I didn't didn't know that was new to me. Like the the scalping of the kids makes me want to puke. That's awful. I can't with that. Why do you tell me these things? Have you ever seen? Why am I blanking on it now? It has Brad Pitt, and it's a World War Two movie. Inglorious Bastards? Yes. Yes. And he scalps everybody. We watched that together. You forgot about that, That was didn't a good you? movie. <laughs> but, yeah, they scalped all the Nazis. I like the how he pronounces it. Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> and then it's hilarious. They call the, the like one the, guy the bear, the one who beats people with a oh, yeah. baseball bat. Mm-hmm. And they make it sound so like ominous and scary when he's walking down the hallway and his bat's knocking against the wall and then it's this little short hairy jewish dude that walks down to the hallway <laughs> don't fuck with the short hairy jewish dude man yep he's pissed off at the nazis i got my socks on rightly today. so you're a jewish boy yeah nice jewish kid yeah. boy yeah 
That's funny. You gotta tell your story. Huh? About Philly. Getting stopped in Philly. Oh, that yeah. Was so, so I was funny. in Philly one time, walking downtown, and it was like right in front of the municipal building. It's like pretty much like the center of town. Right. Or the center of the city, at least. And there's this rabbi that comes up to me. And I, okay, keep in mind that there's like, you know, two or three dozen people that walked in front of me before, walked in front of him before me. And he just stood there. But then I come up. I'm starting to walk past. He's like, excuse me, are you Jewish? It's like, uh, no. <laughs> He's like, okay, sorry to bother you. <laughs> it's my Jew-fro. It's a Jew-fro. I should have said yes. Nope. Then I could be with my brothers. But if he starts speaking to me in Hebrew, then I'd be fucked. None of my family members have Jew froze. No, they don't rock Unlucky it. Unlucky for them. I don't, yeah. It makes me think of a... <laughs> you like my thing face there? <laughs> you can't even see quit. your own face and you're the only one <laughs> laughing at it. I can feel my think face. <laughs> Broad City. <laughs> and how... Uh, Oh god! They love their heritage for sure. Yeah, what was it? Ilana looks really traditionally the idea of Jewish, and then Abby does not, and Ilana's like, "No, you're not a Jew. Yeah. You're not Jewish." Even though she knows she's Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good show. Stereotypes, man. They fucked up, but they're funny sometimes <laughs> when you can embrace them. No. Yep. Shall I do my story? Go ahead. Do you need a break? I'm okay. Do you need a refill? Hmm. Yeah. 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 Maybe a fart. Okay, elevator music. Are you all refreshed? Yes. You have a refill? Yes. Or a new bottle, I suppose I should say. Yeah, it's not it's really a refill. refill. Jinx. Jinx, 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 whatever. I'm going to make the switch to Waterford now. Waterford. Waterford now. Apparently this IPA ushers my soul down the twisted journey on the seven seas. What's it called? What's that one? Hoodoo. Oh, okay. So that's like voodoo. Mm, but a slightly different version of it. I can't remember where hoodoo the seven comes seas from. alchemic concoction of seven different hop varieties starting with the letter c conjures your taste buds into a piney citrus paradise fit for a hoodoo doctor you'll love the spell this beer casts on you from the first sip let's see ah, love it. sound like a coke commercial ah. right coca-cola if you're listening if you can't tell we're desperate for money so Casting somebody sponsor calls. us yeah right <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing your story. We appreciate it. Don't forget to like. Shut up. All right. So I went with Cedar Point because I loved Cedar Point as a kid. It's too and bad you don't like roller coasters now. I do like roller coasters. I just have a hard time riding them now that I'm older. They give me headaches. At least the wooden ones do. They toss me around too hard. Spinny ones. Can't do that fucking octopus shit anymore. No, I will puke on you. As a kid, 
all day long. No problem. I don't know what it is about a kid's equilibrium. You could spin all day and never puke. As an adult, not going to happen. We need to fit you up with a titanium stomach. You have a titanium back. Now you eat a titanium stomach. I don't know how well that's going to work for digestion. Very well. Or if we want to have kids. Incredibly well. It's going to be so in the way. It's all right. We'll get you a titanium womb. <laughs> Just turn me off. I'll be the bionic woman. Right. All right. So Cedar Point. I went with Cedar Point. You'd be so much cooler if you're bionic. Are you saying I'm not cool? <laughs> Fuck you, man. I'm funny. Oh, you're so funny. Cedar Point. Can okay, I tell my ahead. story now? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so Cedar Point, for those of you that don't know, it's an amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio, and it sits on 364 acres of a peninsula, another peninsula on Lake Erie. I didn't realize it was a peninsula. I'd been going there all those years, had no idea it was a peninsula. <laughs> I feel like it's a bad idea to put an amusement park on a peninsula. I feel like they probably have enough foundation there that it's probably no longer actually a peninsula. It's probably pretty much just cement. Yeah. So the current park has 17 roller coasters, two water rides, which I was surprised. I thought there were more. I, I remember there's like a, it's kind of like a white rapids type ride that you go. And then there's the uh, log ride that just drops you down and it splashes water over everybody that's right. standing on a bridge. But apparently that's literally it for the two water rides. And 70 attractions. I think they have an actual water park that's separate, but they're not counting that as part of this. Gotcha. From what I remember. It's been a while since I've been there. Last time I went, I was in high school. I was stupidly high, and that was a big mistake. You don't get high and go on a roller coaster. Mm-mm, don't do that. Yes, you do. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Been there. Done that. <laughs> Loved it. Really? Maybe I was just way too high. Maybe you're just weak, brother. We smoked uh, smoked some joints in some watermelon wrappers. Wraps. Yep, you told me about this story. Yep, I remember it. We, we wrapped them up in a freaking restaurant bathroom and then went and smoked them in the car. And we baked that car. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been a no bad choices. Yeah. I remember not remembering that place except for the feeling like I had to puke all day long. It's a good way to spend the day. Mm. He had like forty dollars just to get in. Yep. So it first opened in eighteen seventy and it's currently visited by three point six million people each operating season, which really I think it's from May through October. It's not that long of an operating season. So when I was looking at the history of the park, every site said that it opened in 1870. That's what I'm going with for the opening date. But I found that there wasn't actually a park there at that time. There was just some weird guy that would ferry people back and forth to the tip of the peninsula. So it was kind of more like um, a vacation spot. There might have been a spa, a couple of huts, place to go and kind of chill out if you were super ritzy in the 1870s. But it wasn't really... Not an amusement park like we think of it. That didn't happen for a little while. Not like 20 years. The park really got its start in 1888 when the Grand Pavilion opened. So that's kind of like the gathering place. A few other buildings and bathhouses had been constructed in the years that were immediately preceding it. But 
I think that was the actual start of it as a park. The first roller coaster opened in 1891. So um, it was still a, a few more years after opening before it had any rides. So that's what 1870s when it officially opened, it wasn't another 21 years until it had any kind of rides. So I don't know that you would want to call that the official opening of your park. Personally, personally, well, maybe it was a different kind of park. Hmm. Yeah. But I guess amusement park to me, an amusement park has some kind of ride in it, but that is the modern definition. That might not have been the definition in 1870 when roller coasters weren't that popular. Yeah, they were easily amused back in 1870. I think I looked up the um, history of roller coasters, and they've actually been around for like 300 years or something. Actually, they've been around for two million years. Oh, really? Oh no, it was in that totally gross game with the kids. That's what it was. I didn't look it up. It was in the game. Um, the settlers used to ride icebergs for miles, and those were the first reported roller coasters. Was it roller coaster, or were they, like, the whitewater rapids-type rides, when they were riding the icebergs down the rivers? No, it was, it was like a roller coaster. Oh, they were riding those down the hills? Yeah. That's ballsy. How do you do that? You gotta, like, drag the iceberg up the hill first. That's, like... What was it? Uh, no, they just hop on Mount t- Cristobal when they had to bring the rock all the way to the top and it's fucking boulders. No, they just fly their pterodactyls around. Oh, 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 oh. They go find an iceberg that's perched precariously across the Precariously. Tip. Right. That's a different definition. Precariously, procuriously. It was a very procurious iceberg. Right. Well, thank you for that little tidbit on the history of roller coasters. And then they would fart and the iceberg would fall down. Mm. That heat just melted it. It got it slick on the bottom. and just No, it wasn't even in heat. It was because they were eating rocks and shit at that time, too. So He um, was the eating rocks right now. <laughs> it, was, it was quite violent. I'm going to be honest with you. It was violent. That's how they got it to go. I need one of the... the the more you know stars to go over our heads right now. Right. The more you know. Anyway. Listen to the podcast and you'll be a better human being. <laughs> yeah. Please don't take any of what we say seriously at all. Seriously. Don't take it seriously. seriously. For reals. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what we're talking about. So with over 100 years of operation, the park is thought to be really haunted uh, with re- Ports of encounters that happen all over the park. And I just focused on a few of them. But I I remember from visiting there that even the, the people when you the people that worked there would talk about how haunted the park is. And it was known when you visited that it was a haunted place. I've never heard about that. Really? Really. Well, we used to go every year as a kid, so maybe I just was more exposed to it than you were. It was the special summer treat going to Cedar Point. Mm-hmm. So I think probably the best way for me to talk about the hauntings is to kind of break it down by different areas and uh, the buildings where hauntings were reported, because otherwise it's just going to take me forever. It's going to be messy. So I want to take us first to Frontier Town, because that was probably one of my favorite places to visit as a kid. I fucking loved Frontier Town. I was that kind of a history nerd. I loved it. I loved going into the little stockade that they had. 
they had this whole little town of all these little settler type buildings and they had candles in one and go get fudge in another and there was like a general store and then there was one where you could do candle dipping and i fucking loved that and i would get so sad when my mom was like no we're not doing candle dipping this year did she look like a villager too no we didn't get, do the dressing but that is no where... it... what it's a minecraft joke Villagers and they go. Oh, you're making fun of my arm movements. Yes, the the arm movements that our listeners cannot possibly see. Well, if they're well-educated people, they know what Minecraft is and they know what a villager is. (laughs) Tell her, you well-educated people. (laughs) Yes, please, please tell me. I care so much about Minecraft. I don't hear enough about it from my two children. So in Frontier Town. There's a shop that's called CJ's Provisions where employees, uh, they've reported seeing shadowy figures that walk through the doors before the park even opens, which I think would freak me out. You know that it's close. There's nobody. There's supposed to be absolutely nobody else there, and you see people walking in. And they also report the feeling of someone standing close to them when they know that they're alone. That sounds like something that would freak you out. Just feeling somebody standing behind you. I love company. Yeah, you're just such a social person. I'm a people person. Person. You know it. Mm-hmm. All my bitches and my homies. Yeah. All your bitches? Yeah. You mean me and nobody else? All my bitch and my homies. Or am I the homie and Kevin and Dejan are your bitches? Right. that's true. <laughs> you misinterpreted it. Yeah, I did. It makes sense now. Right. Back in 2003... An anonymous employee reported that they'd they would leave a sponge in a sink of the fudge shop and it would disappear when they walked away. So when they would come back, the sponge was gone. But I thought this was weird because like why the fuck would anybody want to steal a dirty ass sponge? Like this is your reported haunting as a sponge is getting stolen. But it was funny, so I had to include it because why the fuck would anybody want to steal a sponge? Why does a ghost even want to steal a sponge? Sponge baths? Not from a dirty dish sponge. Well, I mean, new sponges are rough. Yeah, exfoliation, man. Get that That skin nice and clean and smooth. No. Sometimes it would reappear at a later time. So somebody's taking the sponge and they're like, this shit is nasty. It smells musty as hell. Let's give it back. So they don't just keep it or throw it away. They deliver it. Back to the fudge shop. It's pretty funny. I'm going to start stealing our sponge. <laughs> it smells nasty. We need to switch it out. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? I haven't smelled it. How could you not? I can freaking smell it from here. It's just the sink. No, it's the sponge. It's that musty sponge smell. I hate musty sponges. They're nasty. Throw that shit in the microwave or in the dishwasher. Well, then you got to start wringing it out. You're the one who's been washing the dishes recently, love. It's you that's You've not washing it too. I always do. You complimented me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You thanked me. For you basically washing the got dishes? on. No, you basically got on your knees and praised me for wringing out the sponge when we first started dating. <laughs> uh, you yeah. remember that? Yep. When we first started dating, then you were like, "Oh shit, this is obviously something that's important to her. I'm going to stop doing this." Yeah, because that's the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. I know how it works. I'm happy you think so highly of me. Makes me feel loved. So staying in Frontier Town, there was this big old carousel in the area. 
and it was it has one of the most well-known hauntings in the whole park. There used to be what was described as a military horse on the carousel, and it's since become known as Muller's military horse, which was it was reported to be impossible to photograph, which I thought was funny. Like, why? How is it impossible? Uh, how is it impossible? Are you taking a picture of it when the fucking thing's moving? Then yeah, it's probably hard to photograph. Well, get th- get this. You'll understand why this is stupid when you see the timeline for why it's impossible to photograph. Daniel Muller carved it in 1917. And so this guy was, like, he was seriously into military history, American military history. And he had a really big love of the cavalry mounts from that were common from, like, the Civil War era up until that time, the World War I time. Um. And there's a rumor or legend that he caught his wife cheating on him with a jockey from the local horse track. And then he supposedly killed them both. And this is somehow tied to the horse. So it now it's said that her ghost lingered around the carousel. So and, and it was riding the black military horse. One website even said that the the military horse had bones carved into its mane. I don't know. I didn't see any pictures of it like that. Not that up close, so I couldn't tell. But I'll tell you what. I did see photos of this horse, so clearly it's not impossible to photograph. <laughs> Dum-dums. Maybe the it's weird Photoshop. Shit How do you know? With. The weird shit people come up with. Like, 1917. Well, all you're, it take- n- you're clearly not taking action shots in 1917. All it takes is for somebody to believe something and then they try to take a picture and it's blurry and they're like, oh my God, it's true. Spread the rumor. Especially the carousel that's speeding fucking circularly. It's not like it's cutting straight across your line of sight and you're catching it at a moment. It's, it's stupid. Anyway, there's another version of the legend that said... His wife absolutely fell in love with the horse and that even after her death, she'd return to the park for the ride, for a ride on the horse. She just loved this thing. It was so pretty. This version is the one where the photograph became impossible. It says that her love was so strong that she would prevent anyone from being able to photograph the horse because she didn't want anybody else to fall in love with it. She just kind of wanted to keep it for herself. Hmm. Selfish much? Right? Like, you, you, you did. Greedy bitch. You, you did. Move on. Move on. You ain't keeping that for yourself. You can stick around forever. Uh, if people are still writing it just because they can't photograph it doesn't mean they're not going to fall in love with it. Right. Then there's one more legend that I thought was kind of... It's ridiculous, but kind of fun. In a morbid way. Sounds like your sense of humor. It does sound like my sense of humor. So, okay. It says that the the carousel originated in Michigan, where Al Capone had used it to torture people before dumping their bodies in the lake. But I don't know how the fuck Al Capone, or, or anybody for that matter, can use a carousel to effectively torture somebody. How do you torture somebody with a carousel? You put them, you tie them up to a pole, and then you let the horses go past and smack them in the head. So they're like or, horizontal or just, and they're getting smacked or, in the face by horse after horse. Yeah, or just tie him to the carousel, turn it up real fast. Spin it around. The music, if mm. you played some shitty music, that'd, get, that'd probably get pretty crazy after a while. See, I was thinking that maybe 
they had their legs tied to something on the ground and then they had some their arms tied to the carousel and as the carousel would spin it would get tighter yeah i don't know i'm just making shit up but then again i'm not that kind of fucked up in my head to i really could probably be able think to, a couple ways yeah th- that was the only I way am that i could fucked think up of. in the head all i could think of was like carousel music carousel music is so irritating to me i don't like carousel music and it makes me think of mars attacks when they use music to blow up the aliens minds yeah the martians heads blows them up noise does some crazy things to people look what they tried to use in In waco Waco. Yeah. yeah see we know that was where my brain went was in noise torture Well, that's a riot tactic i ugh. I mean, I get it. It would drive somebody crazy, but all you're going to do is piss people off more than anything. I don't think that works the way they want it to work. Well, the idea is that people get tired of it and just leave. No, see, I think I would get so mad from hearing it that I just get all wound up personally. My personal take on that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try it out. Let's not. Uh-uh. I get enough of that from the kids. Have you not realized that them repeating something like four times over and over just drives me fucking crazy? Really? Yeah. You haven't picked up haven't, on that? No, I haven't noticed. Maybe I'm really good at hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get back to the carousel, right? Okay. After its installation at Cedar Point, it gained a reputation as the haunted the, like the most haunted carousel in existence, if if not the only haunted carousel in existence. I don't really know. I didn't look up history to see if there were any other haunted carousels out there. Um, employees would often report hearing music coming from it at night, and sometimes uh, it was seen to be rotating in reverse, which I thought was kind of interesting. But that could also just be mechanisms when they slow and then they kind of settle back. I don't know. Or wind. I'm not a carousel engineer. I can't really say, but I think that rotating in reverse, it depends on how much it's rotating in reverse. Is it just a little twitch backwards or is it really going backwards? Most carousels go in reverse anyways. That would be the thing that would definitely make me puke. For sure. The one that Waldemar does, I'm pretty sure. Mm -mm, I don't want to do that. That (laughs) way. That was creepy. Did you hear yeah, that? Yeah, obviously I heard that. <laughs> the wind just came whistling through the door behind me. But the whole house <laughs> creaked and then it went. That's creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, by the way, we record in our kitchen because we're poor and we live in a tiny ass apartment with no real recording space. And that's why our sound quality is shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, So, some employees said that they would leave at night, and when they came back the next day, the horses were in different positions. I don't know if that means that, like, the horses literally were switched around, or if they had just, the carousel had turned. I assume it means the carousel had turned from where they left it. Although, I don't know, are you really imprinting that in your memory where you left the horses last night? Right. That's a little bit of a... The way that's worded, it makes me think that, that, like, the, the horses moved. So it wasn't red, white, blue anymore. It was blue, white, red. Yeah, right. They used to hold special events sometimes, um, and these were during full moon. Uh, So uh, this is when the park would stay open late, 
And people who rode the carousel during these events would report that it felt like the horses were moving beneath them as they as they rode. So I assume that these were stationary carousel horses, not the ones that go up and down like we do like we have now. So it felt like the horses were actually right moving underneath of them. Some were even said to have uh, exited the ride with horse bites on their legs, but I call hardcore bullshit on this one. I have family members who have horses, and if you get a fucking horse bite, that's going to leave some serious marks. You're going to be screaming. Horses bite hard. It's just nipping. No. that They bite hard. You are going to know it. Everybody else around you is going to know it. You're not going to be going off going, oh, look at this bruise. I think I got bitten by a horse. Not real. Bullshit. Maybe it was a miniature pony. You don't know. Miniature pony. Maybe it was Sebastian. Little Sebastian. Yeah, right. He seems like a f- kind feller. You're 5,000 candles in the wind. Moving on. Thanks for that, I think. Little Sebastian, man. I know what it is. <laughs> the association of the horse with Mrs. Muller, the carver's wife, didn't begin until after the whole carousel was moved to Dorney Park in Pennsylvania in 1995. Um, this is also around the time that the idea of it being unphotographable arose, which I thought was really interesting. Like you had it that whole damn time and nobody says, Hey, you can't photograph it. It's not till 1995. And the stupid thing is the horse didn't even go with the carousel. The horse stayed in Cedar point. So I I didn't see anything about the following, uh, the, the haunting following it, the carousel to Dorney park. But, like I said, that could be because the original Muller's military horse did stay at Cedar Point. So Did they put it back or put it on, like, a new carousel or they just left it as a... No, no. They have it... Um, now it's in the Frontier Town Museum. I don't think it's on display. I think it's um, a replica. They, I know that there's a replica Merry-Go-Round Museum that's, like, outside of the park... That has a replica of this horse. But I think whatever you look at also in the park is a, just a fiberglass replica. They have the original. I, I, I just don't know if it's on display. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one final common experience that I found. Which I thought was kind of probably related to the carousel. Although it wasn't associated in the stories with the carousel. And it's that they see a woman wandering around frontier town and she's said to be looking for a husband or fiance because why, why would a woman stick around for eternity if she wasn't looking for a man, right? Yep. That's the only reason. Yep. Nothing else than to find her lost love. The woman serves no other purpose. Her life's goal is to find love. Anyway, I thought that that sounded like maybe it was associated with this. So, yeah, there's some chick just wandering around Frontier Town going, Where's my love? I need my love. I can't exist without my love. Well, apparently you do. You're a ghost. But does she exist? I don't know. She's in the veil. She is in the veil. Don't make fun of me in my veil. You make (laughs) fun of me in the veil, man. Fuck you. The kids are going to know what it is. Okay, so elsewhere. You can wake up at 1 a.m. and deal with the nightmares. I don't tell them anything scary. Even the fucking sewer clowns, it's like, just avoid them. Don't talk to them. It's cool. You're good. They won't come out of the sewer to get you. 
Just wait. They're totally cool with sewer glass. <laughs> Such a good parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dean wants to feed them. And he's feed upset that clown. people litter. Because it's lit- it's putting garbage in the sewer clown's home. Well, that's fair. People shouldn't litter. And it does flush garbage into the sewer. So don't, don't do that. But <laughs> the reason for which that he's upset with <laughs> littering is ridiculous. Who cares? Let him believe it. it. It keeps him from falling into the sewers. They don't play around him anymore, do they? Anyway, elsewhere in the park, there is an upscale restaurant named Breakwater Cafe. It's found at the tip of the peninsula, and it's near a bunch of the fancy hotels. I don't know. I've never been to the Breakwater. Didn't even know about it until I started reading these stories. So it's reported. It? It's at the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just the tip of the peninsula. My mom's been there. The Breakwater Cafe? Yeah. I'm pretty sure... I thought we went there also. No, darling. That's Conneaut. This is Sandusky. Those are... Sandusky's like another three-hour drive beyond Conneaut. Continue. You're thinking, I think, of Breakwater Barbecue. This is Breakwater Cafe. So the restaurant Breakwater Cafe is reported to be haunted by a young boy that had drowned in Lake Erie. So And it happened just past the restaurant's patio. So there are a whole bunch of reportings of customers seeing the little boy in and around the restaurant. And that's really about it. It's just a little boy kind of wandering around the restaurant, which is sad. Was I right? Huh? Did you find it? Was I right? About what? Breakwater Barbecue. I didn't look that up. What were you doing on your phone just now? Looking at Breakwater Cafe. So check out. Quit picking your damn nose. I'm not. I'm itching it. Internally? Yes. <laughs> it's where the itch is. <laughs> okay. One of the most haunted locations in the park uh, is the old Hotel Breakers. And it's the oldest on-site hotel at Cedar Point. So this place is rumored, like yours, to have been built over Native American burial grounds. Which apparently are just found. That doesn't mean that it's haunted, though. It doesn't. You're right. Or it doesn't mean that the haunteds are the haunteds. The haunted. It does not mean that the haunteds are related to the Native Americans. Give me more wine. Good. What is wine? Wine? Yep. Okay. I don't know if it's a regular functioning hotel anymore. It was kind of hard to tell. I, it, it may be that part of it is kind of for uh, dorms for the seasonal employees and part of it is actual functioning hotel. I'm not sure. Um, but the hauntings go way back. Um, in room 169, it goes back to the early 1900s when it was definitely still operating as a resort hotel. And that's when a guest named Mary hanged herself in the room. I don't know exactly when, but it's speculated like sometime in the 1920s. So this room has some spooky shit that happens. And there are a lot of employees even report weird stuff that happens in here. People have reported issues with electronic devices, faceless apparitions, unexplained noises, and uh, disembodied crying and the shower turning on by itself. So there were a lot of reports that she hung herself in the shower. Maybe if you're my height, that's possible. I don't know if you're the height of a normal human being, if that's really possible. 
They must have bolted the curtain rods up back then, too. Right. Well, they probably did, to be honest. Let's be fair. They probably did. Everything they just have those cheap-ass spring-loaded ones. Yeah. I know now that this room is definitely used for employee housing, which all I could think of is, like, this is the most haunted room in the whole place. You lucky employees. Cedar Point really cares. They saved this room just for right. you. Uh, so there's... Um, a balcony that's on the top floor that faces the lake, and supposedly a couple that found out that they were going to be forced to separate made a suicide pact, and they went up there together. And they went to the balcony to jump. Both jumped, and the man fell to his death, but the woman must have had second thoughts or something because she held on. She caught herself, and she pulled herself back up. So she survived. And now it's reported that women who go up and visit the balcony feel something pulling them towards the edge, trying to push them over. So the dude's obviously pissed off that she didn't jump. And now he's mad and wants to take every woman with him, which is just kind of shitty. Maybe he just wants a girlfriend. Or maybe he hates women. I don't know. I'd probably hate women. That's a little cruel. Why? For one woman's mistakes? Yeah. Well, he felt like he needed to kill himself over that, and she said, no, life's worth living. Hmm. Why would you be mad at a person for wanting to live life? That's just fucked up. It is a little fucked up when you make that decision at the, literally the moment that you jump. Yeah. 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 I have to agree on that. Uh, There's a TGI Fridays in the hotel. Good choice. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't like TGI Fridays that much. You don't have a very well- Adapted and equipped palette, though. So their stuff is—it's understandable for you, darling. Mm, there's so many places with way better. Food. Just like you anyway, don't like Applebee's. I like Applebee's. You don't. I like it better than TGI Fridays, and I like Cheddar's better than both of those. Go ahead, come at me. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there's a TGI Fridays in the hotel. And visitors and employees have reported that they in in the restaurant they'll see uh, the pictures on the walls move around and the that a uh, faceless apparition has been seen in the restaurant. Do you think her order was made incorrectly and she got really mad about it and now she haunts them forever? It is a little bit weird to be haunting a TGI Fridays. I didn't see anything about what it was before it became a TGI Fridays because obviously this place has been there since the early 1900s. So what was that particular space before then? I don't know. Thank but God it's Saturday. It could just be. It's TGI Fridays, man. They just have so much fucking shit on the walls. It could just be shifting because there's just so much crap. Maybe. Or maybe they have a, a replica of the horse. Maybe. In the hotel's ballroom, people have witnessed spirits that are dancing around the room. And there are a bunch of reports of hearing music that emanate from an empty room. The empty room occasionally. Which... I think that would be a little bit unnerving walking past the ballroom and you hear music and then you go in and there's nobody there and you're going, I fucking know I heard music. I've had stuff like that happen before where you're going, I know what I heard. I know that this is real. Was and this also at the brain. same time that you got too high and went to Cedar Point? I didn't go into this place. So fuck off, man. Mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of money to go be staying at the luxury hotels. at the just the tip. Luxury. 
You can stay at just the tip. Uh, maybe this one isn't at just the tip. It was Breakwater Cafe was just the tip. So I'll give you first class stay at just the tip. <laughs> Anytime you want. You with that fucking noise. I have to listen to that every damn week. <laughs> like <laughs> You love it. Is you? that my payback for Dig? Do you not like it? <laughs> oh weird. I can't even do it. It's like a platypus. My pair of the platypus imitation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that one's so nasty. That's going to sound terrible on this. That's getting cut. Here, we'll do it at the same time. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh, I did it horribly. Three, two, one. <laughs> That's going to sound great. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just a delight. Anyway, so I found a website where people wrote about their personal experiences at this particular hotel. Uh, So there's this whole thread about people talking about staying there, and some of them are employees, some of them are guests. And these are – so I I ripped these directly from these accounts. Um, The author of the article reported the sound of thousands of marbles that were being dropped on the floor above their head, but they were on the top floor, and they don't – think that there's an actual usable attic at the hotel so they don't have any idea what could have caused the sound of thousands of fucking marbles rolling across the floor right i would assume that they would know better personally personally that's my personally my favorite word today is personally personal personal favorite yeah it's my personally personal favorite word sticking with it personal opinion yeah i'm in the mood for personal stuff Oh. Personally. Oh, really? But yeah. Show anyway. you something personal. Something personal? Mm-hmm. My left butt cheek is more sore than my right butt cheek. I don't know why. I didn't ask for something personal. <laughs> I said I can show you something personal. Oh. <laughs> I just cracked my face on mm-hmm. the freaking chair next to me. That's what you get. Okay. So a previous employee had stayed in room 169, and they said that they would see a figure in the room and the door would open even if it was locked. Another employee who said that they personally, this is literally what it said, they never personally experienced anything. You can't hit me for that one. (laughs) They knew a police officer for the park that said that they would see the apparition of a woman in 1920s era clothing that would stand near room 169. So she was like out on a balcony or something. Cause I think it's first floor. So no, it wouldn't have been balcony balcony. It's like patio patio area. Yeah. So she would stand out there in 1920s era clothing and this police officer would see it, which, you know, police officers are trained to, of course it's not coming directly from the officer. It's coming. It's hearsay. This isn't admissible in court. I mean, it's also not to say that every cop is. I know your feelings on cops. It's okay. We'll just leave it there. There were other reports of unexplained knocking and loud voices and whispers for people that stayed in the hotel. And then there was one woman that said that she and her husband were staying in the hotel a few years back. And in the middle of the night, their TV turned on and it couldn't be turned off without unplugging it. Like, they used the remote, they went over to the TV, they tried everything, couldn't get it to shut off, so they had to unplug the damn thing. 
And the next day in the hotel gift shop, she's she's looking around. She goes to get a drink out of the refrigerator. And before she even gets to it, the refrigerator door flies open in front of her. And her husband sees it. She sees it. And she brings it up to the person, the woman that's working at the desk. And the woman that's working at the desk goes, oh, yeah, we have ghosts. So nonchalant. Right. Yep. Chill. So those are the ghosts of Cedar Point. Like we told Jeffy to say hello. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's cool. Whatever. He's probably just helping you out. He knew you were going for a soda. <laughs> Until you were parched. Right. At least it didn't hurt him and was trying to help. Yeah. Unless there was some, like, could you, I could just picture a little D being the person standing on the other side of the door and that door flies open and it just smacks him in the face. Knocked that, over and thrown like 20 that feet. That kid runs into fucking everything and he for sure is going to be the one that stands in the way of a ghost flying open a door. Well, maybe it would teach him to pay attention. <laughs> I can't believe how often we will be walking down the middle like these huge open aisles and there's a sign smack in the middle of it and there's so much space to move around it and this kid will just slam right into that freaking sign like it's nothing. They need to fucking learn, dude. Pay the fuck attention. They don't. Seriously? Okay, so a few years back when we were leaving the Mill Creek Mall, he went charging towards the exit doors. Mm-hmm. You told me this. <laughs> and they're all like the... The doors and the barriers between the doors are, it's a whole just glass wall. And he fucking slams into the thing and he falls on his butt, gets up, shakes it off, and does it again. Like, it didn't work the first time. Why is it going to work the right. second time? Like a dog. Oh my God. It was so funny. I was laughing so hard and people, other people saw this and they were so worried about him. Like, is he hurt? And I am dying of laughter on the floor like the shitty parent that I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's fine. He's fine. He's not brain damaged. He's going to be the best in his class. Don't worry. He's cool. <laughs> if there are any issues that arise in the future, we know where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's still so funny just to think of. Yeah, I could I could play it out perfectly in my Kids head. Kids are fucking stupid. Oh my goodness. So next week, I think we are doing haunted vehicles as our topic. I have a good one. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what you have. I'm excited also. I know this is one of the topics you wanted to do, wasn't it? Probably. You don't remember? I don't. Then Not after- gonna lie to you. So next week is Haunted Vehicles, and the week after that is UFOs. UFOs. I'm so excited. UFOs. MUFON. Hell yeah. We watched that thing, Hangar 1, Yeah. I think, on Netflix. That was interesting. A lot of conspiracy theory, man. There was just such shit in there. Well, that's the but point of the show. But there was some really interesting stuff, too. Anyway. So yeah, that's our show for tonight, I think. Thanks. Don't forget... To rate, review, and subscribe. Those are things that'll really help get us out here, out here, out there, if you like us. Get us out of here. Yeah. Help us move up in the world. Tell your friends. It's another really good way. If you think that this is worth other people listening to. Which it fucking is. Yeah, come on, man. Come on. Tell your friends, man. You can find us on social media. Where can they find us? Drink. Dead? What platforms, man? All of them, brother. We're on Tinder. We're on Grinder. 
We're on <laughs> Bumblebee. We're on FarmersOnly.com. Christian Mingle, man. Black people meet. We get out there. And we're also on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All that really boring vanilla Whatever. Shit. If you want to see who we really are, check us on the aforementioned links. The aforementioned? Four. The aforementioned. Got it. Also, if you would like, you can email us your stories. If you have personal encounters that you would like to have read on the show, you can email those to drink drunk dead podcast at gmail dot com. Is it better that time? You did pretty well. Proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) So you can send us your stories. You can just drop us a line. Tell us if you have a subject that you'd really like to hear us talk about. We'd be happy to try and oblige. Make no promises. We are limited on time and really shitty researchers. No, we're not. Okay, we do a eh, job on our research. We do a great job. (laughs) I think my description of our podcast is literally we do a so-so job of researching scary stories. Mm -hmm. That's what's out there. Listen if you want an eh experience. Yeah, eh. That's us. Drink drunk. Eh. Right. Podcast. (laughs) Thank you for listening, guys. You are the reason that we're doing this. You keep tuning in every week. We see you. I see you out there in Oregon. I think it's Tigard, Oregon is a new listener. Got another one in Philadelphia, New York. We pay attention. I do anyway. He doesn't have any idea what the fuck's going on. Fort Collins keeps tuning in. I'm here for the alcohol. So shout out, you guys. Thank you. You're the reason we do this. Thanks, y'all. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Did you like how I spoke in Oregonian? In Oregonian? Is it y'all? So thanks, y'all. Mm-hmm, that's definitely. Right. <laughs> very, very accurate. Thank you. Thank you. Shall so we raise, raise a, a toast, toast to, to our, our ghosts? ghosts?